students, happy Friday. You're listening to Answers to Gospel Questions with me, Brother Lawson, and Brother Wing. Good Friday to you, Brother Wing. Thank you. Glad to be here. We've actually been in Florida all week long. It's been kind of nice in Florida. I hear it's pretty cold back in the lands where we come from. Yeah, Florida, they they got some good things going down here. It's pretty yeah. impressive. Yeah, that's, not, that's nice. No income tax in Florida. That's that's kind of nice. Maybe we ought to maybe we ought to move our our massive podcast operation to Florida permanently. What yeah, and, and enjoy the weather and enjoy the beach. <laughs> so podcasters do right. Yeah, we could podcast from the beach, ocean breezes in the microphone. That'd be nice. So I was going to tell you, Brother Wing, I had this experience at a church on Sunday to ever tell you about when I got released on as bishop last Sunday. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's that's a great, that was a great big day. event. There's this little kid, um, one of my favorite little kids. He's not even, when I say little kid, he's like, I don't think he's even nursery age. He's got a good, solid Bible name. His name's Noah. And uh, his dad is one of my counselors in the, was one of my counselors in the bishopric because I'm not the bishop anymore. Um but this kid, uh, he just was, he's just, he's at that age where he's just barely learned how to walk, right? Kids that learn how to walk, they have like an unruly, just an unruly, a, a ridiculous level of confidence in their walking ability. Have you noticed that about little kids? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, they think they can, they, they think, oh, look, I've taken three steps. I can do anything. And so... This kid was uh, made his way up onto the stand at church, and then he lives in a house with no stairs. He goes walking back, uh, and there's some stairs to go back down the stand, and he just figures, hey, I'm going to take my little six-inch legs here and go down these stairs, just going to walk right down them. And so th- the little dude just ate it hard on on there. He just he just tumbled all the way, all the way down the stairs. Uh I think today, this week, we've been we've been talking a little bit about a lot about uh, dealing with temptations and and uh, dealing with the adversary. I think it's important to recognize the the realities of of where we are as mortals, the things we can and can't do, and uh, things we can deal with, and things that we need some help with, like getting down some stairs, especially as it comes to as it relates to dealing with the temptations and and all the crazy junk that Satan will throw at us. And so, Brother Wing, I thought what I would do first is just kind of talk a little bit about this experience that our guy Moses had that we can read about in the Pearl Great Price, where he had this amazing experience where he saw God face to face and he talked with him. He saw the glory of God. He saw God showed him all of his creations and he showed him the history of the earth. This is an amazing vision that he has. Uh, and immediately after Moses sees all of this, Satan shows up. And which is just the most ridiculous thing on the other end of the spectrum. Like, and and Satan comes to him and says, Hey, Moses, you should worship me. What a silly, what a silly thing for Satan to say after Moses has just seen everything that God has shown him. And so Moses, you know, I love Moses's question. He's just like, well, who are you? He says, who art thou? I'm a son of God. I'm, I'm, I'm created in the image of Jesus Christ. And why should I worship you? And when he said that to Satan, Satan came unglued. 
and created for for Moses a totally opposite experience than he had had. Moses had just had this amazing experience where he was with God. He 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 felt that glory, felt that presence, and now he sees Satan coming unglued. It says he Satan is as gnashing his teeth. Uh, he's screaming. He's yelling at Moses. Um, demanding that he worships him he's he's doing he's putting on the biggest show and Moses gets a little bit uh nervous in fact it says not just a little bit nervous it says that he began to fear exceedingly and i think that's important to recognize i think that's an important thing for all of us to recognize that we can have amazing spiritual experiences but that doesn't uh preclude us from from having scary experiences that that kind of shake us and, and rock us to the core. And this is what Moses ex- is experiencing. It's not until uh, Moses calls upon the name of Jesus Christ and casts Satan out that peace is then restored to him. I just thought that was an, uh, an important thing for our, our listeners to consider that even Moses, who has amazing experiences, is going to be tempted and is going to have uh, experiences where the adversary is going to try very, very hard to get after him. All right. But we can withstand those, those attacks by the adversary. Yeah. I'd like to just build on that a second to, to use the phrases that are right in the scriptures and Moses chapter one, verse 20, after it says Moses feared and saw the bitterness of hell, it says, and then it says, nevertheless, calling upon God, he received strength and then, you know, uh, commanded the devil to leave. Um, very similar in Joseph Smith history when, you know, Joseph Smith describes that he had this uh, darkness, you know, seized upon by some power which overcame him, it says, and yeah. thick darkness gathered around him. And then it says, exerting all my powers to call upon God to deliver me out of the power of this enemy, which is seized upon me and at that very moment then a light came to deliver him from this. And so both Moses and Joseph Smith um, called upon God with, with their focus and energy to be delivered. And that is something that we can do as well um, in those situations when we're, you know, in, in essence, uh, feeling or experiencing or seeing the bitterness of hell um, in our lives, we can call upon God. I think another point to be made here too is um, what we learn about in Alma chapter 47 with Lahontai and Amalekiah. That's a crazy story. Yeah. Here's, here's an interesting one where Amalekiah is a, a wicked, wicked Nephite who wanted to overthrow the government there was unsuccessful. So then he goes down to try to use the Lamanites to carry, carry out his evil. It's <laughs> amazing. Um, and he convinces the king of the Lamanites to go to battle against the Nephites, but some of the Lamanites had had enough of this, these unjust wars against the Nephites that they had lost their lives in, or family members, obviously, and so or people, and so they don't want to go to war. And so they're led by a guy named Lahontai, and they actually go and find a place of security and safety on this hill, and they're, they're apparently... By the way, the story describes it. They're they're in a good, secure location, and so the king sends sends Malachiah to go convince this other half of the army to go to war. Apparently, they need 
the strength of those that refuse to go to war. Um, but Lahontai's up on the hill, he's safe, and Amalekiah sends a message up three different times to get him to come down. And, and Lahontai appropriately, like we would want to do with requests of the devil to talk to us, <laughs> we would just say no. Right? Uh, no, thanks. And Amalekiah says no three times, and he's doing good, you know, and and the the advice that I, if you could go back and give him some advice, it'd just be like, <laughs> just keep saying no, you know, <laughs> and that. You can say Instead, no a thousand times. It's okay. Yeah, just keep on going. No, 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 no. Um, but uh, Lahontai instead, it he hears him on the fourth time. So it says, and this is an interesting way that it says it, uh, Amalekai found that he could not get Lahontai to come down. So he went up into the mount nearly to Lahontai's camp. It makes it sound mm-hmm. like Amalekai is now having to take a risk because... Right. Um, Lahontai saying no. And he sent again a fourth time his message unto Lahontai, desiring that he would come down and that he could bring his guards with him, like this mm-hmm. false sense of security, like bring your guards, you'll be safe. You know, and then it came to pass that when Lahontai he went down. So he he had this illusion of safety now that he could go down and that somehow it would be in his best interest to talk to Amalekiah. And this is the point I want to make is that. Talking to the devil is never going to work out. You don't want to reason with him. And so Lahontai tried this, though. He wanted to kind of, you know, have this, okay, well, let's hear what he has to say. (laughs) Well, it's shortly thereafter that Lahontai's dead. Um, It did not not work well for him. And, and, you know, I wish I could go back and rewrite the story here. And and maybe that's the way that students, that that's what we can do, actually. Yeah. We can. We can't rewrite it for the characters in there, but we can learn from these and we can rewrite the story for ourselves right. that when, when the devil's attacking us or pestering us with temptations and we keep saying no, and he's not going away, we can learn from Moses. We can learn from Joseph Smith and we can even learn from Lahontai about what not to do. I'm going to rewrite this story because it says that Lahontai, when Amalekai found that he could not get Lahontai to come down off the mount, he went up into the mount, nearly to Lahontai's camp. And it came to pass that Lahontai took advantage of the situation and shot Amalekai in the head and ended this threat. <laughs> I don't know. That's a little <laughs> graphic maybe on my interpretation there, but um, that's what I wish had happened, honestly. Um, there, how many, how many thousands of lives would have been spared if Amalekai had been taken out at that moment when Lahontai had a shot, you know, to to do that. And so we can um, do our part to just never concede to talk to the devil or listen to what he has to say. And we can listen to the Lord, put our focus on him. And though, like we've said, the bitterness of hell can be seen. We can endure some really awful experiences because of what the devil um can do. And this might teach us to distinguish good from evil and the effects of righteousness versus the effects of wickedness. Right. Um, but there, and, and there are times we cannot do this on our own. We definitely like Moses and Joseph Smith have taught us, we need the Lord's power uh, to resist. Yeah. And we should also remember, we're not going to listen to the devil. We will just no. focus on what the Lord has to say. That's excellent. One last scripture, bro wing first Corinthians 10, 13. There had no temptation taken you, but that, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, 
who will not suffer you to be tempted above that that ye are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that ye may be able to bear it. One of those ways to escape is just by simply saying no a hundred times if you have to, Lahontai, right? Uh, and we've talked about this week other ways to escape those those temptations, but ultimately it's our faith in the Savior and our knowledge of Him and our desire to be with Him that will uh, that will help win the day for us. All yeah, right, it's because we're saying yeah. it's because we're saying yes to the Lord. That's like Moses; right. he had he had already said yes to the Lord, had this experience with Him. Yeah. Then when the devil comes, it's like, well, who are you? You know, yeah. I, I know the Lord, and so we right. say yes to the Lord enough; it's going to be easy to say no to the devil. Absolutely. All right, students. Thanks for listening. Have a great weekend. Share this podcast with somebody else. Let's build these uh, number of uh, answers to gospel question listeners. Have a great time in the scriptures. We'll see you at Institute. Stay righteous, everybody. We love you guys.